Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring, your weekly news roundup for the wide world of wrestling. I am your host for the evening. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is... Uh, nobody. Uh, Dalton is not here. He was abducted by aliens uh, right before the show was set to start, so I'm running solo this week, and so it'll be a shorter one. This is going to be a little bit of a, a shorter episode. We're still going to talk about plenty of the big news. We may dive deeper into it next week when Dalton is here. Hopefully he has been returned to us safely from the aliens, of course, but uh, things like the they did a roundup for GM mode for WWE 2K22. I know that's something that he was wanting to talk more about, as well as a bunch of new images that they dropped, because that's more of his thing, because I am much more cynical about all of the stuff that's come out about uh, 2K22 so far. And then I know there was a lot of Mattel figure news that came out both this week and the week before that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. So give him a chance to talk about all of that next week. So instead, we're just going to do a quick little news roundup because there were some pretty big stories this week, including one just today, which was, of course, Cesaro is no longer with the WWE. His contract has expired. Cesaro and WWE could not come to terms on a new deal. So he is out of the company as of today, Thursday, the 24th. And with this being a contract expiring and not a release, there is no non-compete clause. So he could show up literally anywhere, literally at any time. And this is both sad and exciting at the same time. It's exciting just because there's a ton of fresh matchups out there, depending on where he wants to go. And I would bet money that wherever he wants to go is where he will go. Like, I don't think he's going to pick up the phone to any one promotion and be like, hey, I'm interested in coming in. And they'll say no. It'll all just be a matter of working out the, you know, the the actual contracts and things like that. But Cesaro is someone who would be an absolute asset to any company. And I don't feel like that's a very, you know, hot take putting that out there. But, you know, him in Impact Wrestling would be incredible. Him at AEW would be incredible. Potentially, you know, I, we're at the point now, of course, where AEW truly does have such a dense roster. And a little bit more on that here in a minute. But it it's it's something where it's just like, no, there would be room. They, they could make room for him because I know we say this pretty much every time there's like a big name release within WWE, but like, how do you mess up Cesaro? How is he not leaving that company a multi-time world champion? I just, that, that makes no sense to me. The crowds got behind him. We saw that with his run against Rollins. We saw that with his run against Reigns. And, and, you know, more than that, we saw it with the bar. We saw it anytime he was with the New Day. The crowds love Cesaro. He was able to, the swing was over as hell. So it's just, you know, every there, it's always the stories of the accent held him back in Vince's eyes, things like that, which just really, really, that that makes no sense to me. Um, but sad because, of course, him being in WWE was 
you know, always interesting. It always kind of felt like he was someone who they could tap into, but they never really did. And that, so that hope now is just finally gone, but mostly sad because like, at least for me, this now makes three of the four Departy members gone. If, if you don't know, if you're not, cause it's been a while since they've really uploaded anything. Xavier Woods's YouTube channel up, up, down, down for the longest time, mostly over quarantine, they had Departy, which was every week, Austin Creed, Cesaro, Big Swiss, Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze, and Chugs, Adam Cole, would play Uno, or some game. The, the four of them would play together. And it was some of the best content WWE was producing across whatever platform. There were episodes of Departy that were more entertaining than Raw or SmackDown or NXT. It was just, it was one of my favorite things on YouTube. And it slowly, you know, it was with, with Breeze getting released and then Cole leaving and now uh, Swiss leaving. It, it's, it's totally gone. And like I said, Up, Up, Down, Down hasn't really been producing a lot of content lately. So that kind of softens the blow. But I mean, I really feel for Creed. I really feel for Austin, um, Austin Creed, Xavier Woods. He goes by so many names. I don't know which one to go, which one to talk about, but it's a bummer and it's sad because like his friends are leaving or released <laughs> just, you know, it's, it's, it's a bummer. And I, I'm always kind of like, I don't know. We don't know for sure the situation behind up, up, down, down, not producing more content. There's the reports and the rumors and things like that, but there's always in the back of my mind, like anytime I log into YouTube, I'm hoping to see an up, up, down, down video. And now with people like all of the party, Samoa Joe, there's a ton of people that they've lost that it's really just not going to feel the same. So that's a bummer, but it's very, but it's also, like I said, it's exciting. It's exciting to see where Cesaro is going to go. It's exciting to see, you know, is he going to just immediately pick back up uh, Claudio Castagnoli as the ring name? I don't know. I'm greatly looking forward to seeing what happens though. Could he be a last minute introduction in the AEW face of the revolution ladder match? Maybe. Will he show up at a dynamite? Who knows? It's, it's, it's exciting. There's a lot of possibilities and he will make the absolute best out of wherever he goes. And speaking of potential new AEW, well, I mean, it's not potential. One of them's not potential. One of them actually happened. Uh, Buddy Matthews has officially joined AEW. He is all elite debuting this past week on AEW Dynamite and aligning himself with the Kings of the Black Throne. Super cool. Super exciting. The fact that they have between Buddy and Malachi Black, the history that the two of them have together, not being just completely glossed over, like having commentary actually acknowledge it without, you know, naming it is a really, really nice touch. And I am very invested in seeing the stable really kind of coming together and taking shape. Is this going to, is it just going to be a three man group? Are they still going to add Julia Hart? Are they going to add someone else? I don't know, but it's compelling television for me. So I am very excited to see that. And he's another person that he's just going to like put him out against whoever and the match is going to be killer and I'm going to love it. So very, very excited for that. Congratulations to Buddy Matthews for getting that signing as well. And then one potential one, one of the worst kept secrets in all of professional wrestling is Jeff Hardy going to 
AEW. And this one is, it's not confirmed by AEW itself, but instead Jeff Hardy did an interview with uh, Jared Myers on YouTube. This is a channel that has 531 subscribers as of right now. And he just like, they're talking before, uh, before a concert and he just flat out says, yeah, I'm going to AEW. You know, he doesn't really give any details of like when or, or anything like that, but he just flat out says, I'm going to AEW, which again, obviously that's not news. That's not a surprise to anybody, but it's just kind of funny that he just so casually dropped that bit of information just out of nowhere. Uh, it reminds me of when the PWU crew in interviewed Jeff Hardy uh, at one of the CCW shows when he came in before he went back to WWE. And one of the conditions, because he, he wasn't at CCW, he was at the Fan Fest the night before where he was performing with his band Peroxygen. And we were told specifically, like, hey, talk to Jeff about whatever, but you cannot ask him about wrestling or WWE. And so we were, you know, we were bummed, but it was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Until he, and then like, not even super it like late in the interview, like it was pretty quick. Jeff is the one who started just talking about wrestling and like mentioning WWE. So we kind of just leaned into it and went with it. And it was, it was a ton of fun and he was totally sweet, but it's just knowing that that happened to us and then seeing him just drop the, yeah, I'm going to AEW was, was very funny. And I think it's pretty telling of jeff in these interview situations where he just he really does not care which is fantastic so but that'll be exciting the hardy boys versus young bucks and versus ftr and versus the acclaimed and the dark order and jungle express and lucha bros like give me all of it just give, give me all of it i'm super stoked for all of that so that's going to be very very exciting let's see something that is not exciting we got a couple uh just a couple little tidbits coming out of the uh, elimination chamber match uh, out of saudi arabia not going to do a full review or anything like that um but first one being I, I i i'm assuming if you're listening to this you have seen it either when it happened live or you've seen the clip go around twitter because it's been everywhere but uh a happy update for madcap moss who when he was wrestling Drew McIntyre and Drew had him on his shoulders, did the reverse Alabama slam or inverted Alabama slam, whatever you want to call it. And he tucked his chin when it should have been a flat face bump. And he just crunched the top of his head. Like it looked gross. I don't, I can't put into words how upsetting it was to see this happen and just being like, there's no way he didn't just like break his neck. And apparently he did not. And not only did he not break his neck, but he there's no sort of injury, no concussion, nothing like that. The story going around is that he was very he was actually very apologetic backstage because he knew it was it was his fault that he took the move wrong. Um, but it's it's just it's great news that because that could have if you've seen the clip and you saw how he landed, you know how scary that was to see. So the fact that there is absolutely no injury coming out of that is wonderful. I'm very, very happy to be able to talk about that. On the other end of that spectrum, some very unfortunate news 
is that Bobby Lashley has a legitimate injury, a shoot injury, if you will, and will likely uh, miss WrestleMania and several months past. The So I didn't watch the match itself, but I know that in the process of the match, Seth Rollins did the powerbomb into the cell door, the cell wall that the, for the, or I'm sorry, not the cell, the pod, the pod door that Lashley was in the t- force of that broke the pod wall and it slams into Lashley takes out Lashley and they're calling it concussion protocol saying that Lashley is out of the match. He cannot defend the WWE championship in the elimination chamber match. And the reason that they went with this is because he has a shoulder injury that he's apparently had since the Royal Rumble. And he is likely going to require surgery. And the estimate time frame for him to be out is four months. Which sucks. Like one, it sucks that he won the WWE title only to then immediately have to forfeit it essentially. Um, it sucks that you know whatever plans for WrestleMania that they, they may have had for him. Now those are getting sidelined. And he's missing out on Mania itself, which is always such a big deal. And also just the fact that he's hurt. Like, that sucks. Injuries suck. But all the best to him. Hopefully he will come back completely healed. You know, take the time that you need. Don't rush anything. They'll, they'll be here when, when you get back. But, man, that that's a bummer. You, you, you really hate to see that. Now, granted, I don't know. Assuming he wasn't injured, like, what the story would have been going forward. Would he have possibly retained in the chamber? given how Lesnar just kind of totally ran through everybody in that match. I kind of doubt it, which also, like, sucks, because now there's a a title defense at Madison Square Garden in the next, like, week or two, I think I read. I'll have to double-check on that next week, but I don't see Lesnar, you know, losing the title again, which, why take it off of him? I don't get it. There's so, I just... I don't get it. I don't get it. None of this makes sense. But I do half wonder if the Lesnar versus Reigns match is going to main event night two, and then maybe one or both of them defend their titles night one, because otherwise both of your world titles are tied up in one story for WrestleMania and two nights of WrestleMania, and that's weird. We already know. They just announced, I think it was today, actually that night one's main event is going to be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. So there's that. But I don't know. They could do that, but they may just want to, you know, keep them, let them just wrestle the once over the weekend. Makes sense. Either way makes sense. But the whole, like, Lashley being injured sucks. Brock winning the title right back, in my opinion, like, I don't love that as a story. Like, Brock could have gone in against Reigns. Like, you don't need one or both titles tied up in that encounter. At least to me, you don't. But I'm a dick with a podcast. I don't write this stuff. So maybe you do. Who knows? We won't know. A little bit of happy news, though, too. Moving on. We're moving at a quick pace because I doing the show solo is really weird and it's awkward. And I totally get if you've already tuned out, but we're, we're, we're moving at a brisk pace here. Uh, next story is apparently Drake Maverick is back with WWE this time in a creative position. Um, of course, Drake Maverick was let go 
in 2020. He, they turned his firing into a storyline, which eventually led to him being re-signed. And then in 2021, he was fired again. And now, from one report at least, he is back with... Uh, he is back with WWE, but this time not as a performer, but instead in the creative department of WWE. By all accounts, he is just very well liked across the board between locker room, backstage production, any of that, like people, he's just a super sweet guy. And so that makes me happy. You know, hopefully they, hopefully they treat him right this time. Hopefully he gets a good run and is able to make a, you know, good living with WWE. But like, man, that the, the way that they are just jerking him around is that kind of sucks. But, you know, hopefully this is a happy ending for him. Hopefully now he's he's going to be creatively fulfilled and getting paid. That's the important thing, getting paid. Speaking of getting paid, uh, this story has been bouncing uh, back and forth quite a bit. I'm going to see if there's been any updates in the ne- in the last, like, you know, oh, 30 minutes since I've started uh, looking everything up. But Fightful... I believe is the initial people to report that Brian cage has had a one year option picked up from AEW. There has been a, you know, there, we, we know that there have been talks about AEW not re-signing a lot of talent because it is the, the, the initial wave of people who signed with AEW, those contracts are now coming up. So the, they aren't flat out saying, you know, we're releasing somebody, we're cutting them early. AEW is currently just trying to quietly let the contracts expire. And if the, you know, if they do resign, then they resign. Um, but apparently, AEW, Brian Cage has told people close to him, and that has gotten to Fightful, that Brian Cage had a one-year option picked up. So basically, the initial contract was set to expire at whatever date, and then there was the option of them continuing or adding on a year to it, and that is what, uh, that is what has been, that is what has happened here. Contract stuff is is out of my wheelhouse, so that's why I kind of struggled over that. But that is the story there. But then the the confusion that really comes from it is Brian Cage has since been like, I wonder who I told this to. Kind of, you know, not fully debunking it, but just like kind of debunking it. And then Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful just says the cage story is accurate as we reported it. And then he posts a couple screenshots from Brian cages, Twitter account of people talking about him re-signing with AEW and him liking those tweets. So who knows? We'll see if he starts popping back up on TV here in the next couple weeks. Uh, I guess that'll give us a better idea of where Brian cage has landed. But until then, who really knows? It seems like uh, AEW. You know, I don't. I don't know. We're, we're not going to speculate. They, I trust Sean Ross Sapp, but at the same time, like 
if a wrestler says something isn't true, you know, do you really go with that? But at the same time, wrestlers are notorious for bullshitting journalists and fans on Twitter. So who knows where this is going to land? I don't, but it'll be, again, it's interesting one to follow. And two last stories, because like I said, quick one today. Two last stories, both Hall of Fame in revol- revolving. Two Hall of Fame stories. I completely forgot the word I was going for. Dear Lord, am I even going to post this episode? Who knows? It'll be interesting to see. Let's say that one more time. Uh, but Ring of Honor has announced their final inductee into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Uh, with that one being CM Punk. Uh, I believe Dalton and I both called that last week, talking about how if they're going for Samoa Joe, Briscoes, Daniel Bryan, and now you know they're going to do the heavy hitters, and CM Punk's about as heavy of a hitter you can get. So CM Punk going into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. We don't know. We do know that this is the final from the first class. We don't know how many classes they're going to do. Maybe next year they'll do this again. Maybe this is the only class for Ring of Honor. I don't know. We, we don't have that information. I would like to see them keep going just because there is so many talented people that I think they could fill a legit Ring of Honor Hall of Fame with. You know, people that we talked about in previous weeks when we were speculating, you know, who was going to be the next inductee. And, you know, are you going to put in someone like Carrie Silkin? Are you going to put in someone, uh, you know, like Christopher Daniels, Jerry Lynn? Um, you know, there's there's so many different places you can go with it. Nigel McGinnis, that was the name I was thinking of, and I could not draw to save my, my, save my life. Dalton, have the aliens bring you back, please. And then, let's see, WWE Hall of Fame, the first inductee for this year's class is, of course, The Undertaker. Uh, I don't think you can pick someone more deserving to go into a WWE Hall of Fame, period. But one of the things that I talked about, or that I mentioned on Twitter, was between the documentary and his public appearances, and like we, we know so much now. The Undertaker has been so demystified that the Hall of Fame speech, like, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to watch it, but it's not, like, the big deal that it really could have been. Like, imagine if that Undertaker documentary was set to air after the Hall of Fame. You know, if this was the first real time we get a real good look behind the curtain, behind the hat, the gloves, the cloak of The Undertaker. But it's not, this is just kind of, oh, here's another thing where Mark Calloway's going to talk. And, uh, you know, to me personally, the more I learn about Mark Calloway, the less I really care to know about him. So that's a bummer to me personally. I get, you know, how that's just kind of the way things go. But I, I will say one thing that I am very interested in regarding him going into the Hall of Fame is who is going to induct him. Because I think there are a ton of viable choices here. You know, you have the obvious ones in Kane and Shawn Michaels. uh, And then also, you know, like Triple H. But the the person that I genuinely think will induct The Undertaker is Vince McMahon. I think this is going to be the one time Vince actually inducts someone into the WWE Hall of Fame. Because we have seen multiple times now what 
Vince and Taker mean to each other and that relationship that they have. And I think that Taker is also one of the last few people who are not in the Hall of Fame already that Vince, that I would believe Vince would actually induct himself. Like he's one of the last really big deals. Whereas, you know, I don't mean that as a shot to anybody currently or anybody who hasn't been inducted yet, but like if Vince is going to induct anyone, it was going to be Stone Cold. Stone Cold's already in it. Um, but like the Undertaker is, is there. I, I really feel like it, it. this is the time that he'll do it. And maybe he won't. Maybe it'll be someone else. And maybe it'll be someone kind of out of left field, you know, less super or not more surprising, less obvious is what I was going for there. But I, that's also one of the, my favorite things about the hall of fame is not necessarily the people being inducted speeches. I like the speeches that the people who induct them give because a lot of the times, like sometimes those are more entertaining, but who do you think is going to induct the undertaker? Where do you think Claudio slash Swiss slash Swiss slash Cesaro is going to land now that he is a free agent? Um, let's see. Let us know. How much did you miss Dalton? If you miss Dalton, it's DM him. Don't put that publicly because that'll make me feel bad. Um, that's not true. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, let us know what you think. I, I genuinely like I love to hear the ideas of who you think The Undertaker is going to get inducted by in the Hall of Fame. And what are some matchups that you are excited to see Cesaro, Swiss, Claudio get into? Of course, you can tweet at the show itself, at nerdiestpart, uh, twitter.com slash nerdiestpart. You can tweet at me, at the five-star man. Dalton is PZ85D Anthony. And that's going to do it for this week. I told you I was going to keep it short. And hopefully this wasn't too terrible. But hopefully Dalton will have been, our alien overlords will have returned Dalton by this point next week. And we can talk more about 2K. We, I know we had the reveal, we had the stat reveal, the ranking reveal. We got a deep dive into the GM mode. There's a ton of action figure news that he wanted to get into. So tune in next week for all of that and more because who knows what else is who knows what else is coming? Will Veer show up on Raw? Will Cody show up on Raw? I don't know. We, let's let's see what this next week brings us. Uh, but in the meantime, stay safe, be careful, take care of yourself and each other, and watch wrestling.